<laughs> well, okay. Well, I, you know, which is fine. But what, what I'm what I'm seeing this as is this is kind of like your first exam. Ooh, you know, it's oh, like oh, oh, go like like, yeah, like oh. here we are, and and I've I've you know, Bo, <laughs> I've I've kind of instilled <laughs> some of my wisdom into you and taken the time to hopefully impress you with some knowledge and to help you create some of your own skills and understand a little bit more about what's what's happening yeah. as you try some different flavors and what's happening on your palate. And so here's your chance to show you stuff, man. No, whatever, man. You're gonna be like you're gonna be like the college professor at the bar. Everybody's there like woohoo and then it's like, you know, Professor McGillicuddy's like you know, surfing on the uh, Professor <laughs> the, McGillicuddy. The yeah, is that Professor McGillicuddy like you know vomiting in the corner? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, man, looking forward to it. it should be uh, should be good. I was thinking about how we just kind of done our uh, tour through the experience of uh, developing your palate and and all that, and here we are, man. Squire Select is going to talk about some fine top shelf whiskeys and pair it with some delicious pipe tobacco. So should be good. That's yeah. right. That's right. All right. So as I mentioned, this is kind of special for. Two reasons. That's one. The other is that this Squire Select is brought to you by the great city, God City, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Man. Now I know that sounds like high praise coming from me. After all, I have critiqued the good people of Grand Rapids, Michigan for their lack of, shall we, shall we say, culinary skills. <laughs> the fact that spice exists, and yet no one seemed to tell the people of Michigan and all of the Dutch uh, uh, lineage that reside there. <laughs> Yay, I have said some things about Michigan and Grand Rapids that are not the most favorable. <laughs> However, if there is one thing that all of us from every walk of life, regardless of where you reside, can say a Firming of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan as a whole, it's they know how to do it. And they hooked us up, my friend. Someone's got to got... keep us uh, keep keep you warm during those uh, bitter cold winters. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. I, look, we love we love the listeners from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, like I always. Uh, in my mind, I always associate kind of the early success of Country Square yeah. Radio outside of Mississippi yeah. came directly from two places, Austin and Grand yeah. Rapids. Yeah. And uh, so those two cities <laughs> and the pipe communities, they are always hold in my in my mind. They are like the favored, you know, the, the favored, the favored, the favorite child. Right. Yeah, we exactly. All our children equally, except these the most. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, man, so I'm stoked. So so you had some guests that came by the Country Squire and, man, and hooked us up. This is really great. Yeah, longtime show listener uh, Jim Lung uh, came through Jackson. This was, uh, gosh, it's been a couple months now. He's on a kind of a road trip with his mother, getting out of the state a little bit post-COVID and trying to see some new scenery and made a point to swing through Jackson and brought me, brought us a couple of Michigan's homemade, home-brewed, uh, distilled whiskeys there. And this is the uh, Country Squire Select. Select Mitten Edition. We're talking about a couple of Michigan original liquors here and and spirits. And so, man, even prepping for this as I'm sitting here like trying some of these whiskeys and thinking about different tobaccos and uh, smoking a few things to pair. I, I put my headphones on and was listening to Sufjan Stevens, uh, Detroit's Detroit's <laughs> very own Sufjan <laughs> Stevens and and his Michigan album. You know, I, I don't know if, if if anybody has listened to someone as obscure as uh, Sufjan Stevens, you'll know that maybe he joking for a while about making a 50 albums like for, for each state and of course Michigan was number uh-huh. one that's where he's from and I was just kind of getting into this like you know little emo kind of nebulous LSD kind of thing you know while I'm sitting there you know listening to Sufjan Stevens. Okay hang on hang on hang on Sufjan what a weird what a weird yeah, re- like yeah. okay hang on Sufjan Steep so, first of all I, I the only reason I know who this individual yeah. is is because my youngest kid sister, it was a huge Sufjan St- Stevens fan. Sufjan? <laughs> S- 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 anyway, that that kid. And like she used to talk about him he's all great. the time. Man, he just he's really he? talented. Yeah. It's just it introduces okay. a lot of uh you know, here I am. The you're asking the guy that doesn't listen to music and doesn't watch movies about uh, <laughs> a, a modern right. artist. No, I, but I don't know how yeah. to take I know, this right? Break. Well, we're drinking, so everything's on the table. Uh yeah, no, it's uh he's um yeah, pr- produces you know, a lot of interesting combinations of instruments and there's a lot of spiritual uh, overtones to some of his content and a lot of storytelling and yeah it's it's interesting you know he's just uh it's good it's good music it's uh it's different so and, and for some reason that album michigan came to my mind when as i was uh kind of uh, you know, going over some of these, uh, some of these spirits and, uh, yeah, man. So, um, I, I did it up with that and, um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. to dive It's like listening it. to, what do you do? 
you're supposed to like watch uh, Wizard of Oz while like you know listening to Dark Side of the Moon or something <laughs> that is like it, you know if you drink Michigan spirits and you listen to Sufjan Stevens then it's supposed to line up in some way and you know bef- at least before the cops come right <laughs> right yeah, I, I, I'll I'll, let, I'll leave that one to you and uh, I'll, I'll just uh, I'm just gonna drink this whiskey and, and smoke this pipe tobacco Great. so let's, let's dive in man what are we gonna do first <laughs> man we've, we've got today uh, like we said a couple from Grand Rapids Michigan uh, the first one is Michigan Straight Bourbon Whiskey it's from East Eastern Keel Distillery, and that's right there in Grand Rapids, of course. Founded in 2016, it was actually founded as Gray Skies Distillery. There was a trademark dispute between the, them and another uh, distillery in another state, and they kind of uh, went back and forth, and then eventually Gray Skies just decided to put the arms down, say, okay, look, we'll let you you know, have this name. We're going to just stick to you know, putting our energy into making some, uh, really high-quality beverages. And so they changed their name to Eastern Kill in 2020. It's spelled K-I-L-L-E. It's pronounced kill. It's from Middle Dutch, meaning waterway or riverbed. And so it's that area that, you know, is a alluvial plain, you know, in that part of the state. And so kind of in honor of that. Anyway, Young Distillery, uh, they've already collected quite a bit of serious hardware going to some of these shows and getting some great awards there this year, uh, this very year at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, which is, you know, you've heard us mention that before on Country Squire Radio. It's kind of regarded as probably the most marquee spirits competition in the United States. There's a bunch, but, uh, and again, I'm no expert in that. I don't claim to be at all, but uh, you see this uh, name of this uh, competition pop up a a lot. They won a bronze for their uh, bottled in bond whiskey. They won silver for toasted barrel finish whiskey, and then uh, and then actually won a double gold for their barrel strength, which is the highest award that you can oh, wow. actually get at that event. And for a young distillery like that to win that kind of uh, that kind of hardware, really really cool. A hundred percent distilled in Michigan. A lot of a lot of these smaller distilleries, what they do is they're getting whiskeys from other areas and they're blending them in to make their own kind of blend of blends type of thing. And mm-hmm. and what they're what they're saying here, what they're committed to, both of the whiskeys that we're featuring today, is that this is a hundred percent distilled in the state of Michigan. They do not source any of the whiskeys. They do all of this uh, there in Grand Rapids. Pretty impressive. They they release the Michigan Straight Bourbon Whiskey which we're talking about today to commemorate their name change which happened last year and it's a it's a blend it's a double pot stilled blend we've got 70% corn 15% rye 15% barley and it's a 90 proof whiskey so yeah man interesting stuff and uh right there from the sweet city of Grand Rapids so do you want to kind of describe what you're seeing there and all that type of stuff yeah so the the bottle itself it's very Man, how would you? I mean, it's it's it. No nonsense. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, the the, yeah. the label is kind of this uh, yellow band with kind of a maroon circle in it. Ek mm-hmm. is right there in the center. Mm-hmm. It has kind of a young feel to it. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean like you can kind of see they're not necessarily trying to communicate this long-standing legacy mm, in the yeah. way in which they're presenting anything. It's you, simple. Yeah, it is simple. You could almost you know Canva. The, uh, the the Canva app where you can kind of go and, and people will like make ads and logos and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It almost feels if there was like a Canva for bourbon bottles, like that this kind of came out of that. And so it's what I mean by that is it's very modern. It, it feels very kind of yeah, of the moment. Sure. And uh, and you can kind of see the youth in its uh, in its presentation, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's just um, real no nonsense. It's a very elegant bottle. That big golden band there at the top with the uh, wooden stopped cork. Their logo there towards the bottom. It's kind of a like a three clover leaf logo, which is uh, which is kind of cool. So yeah, man. Um, you want to dive in? Yeah, I've got a little <laughs> glass poured here that uh, allegedly. Uh, well, I should say allegedly. I have a glass poured here, uh, and uh, and cheers. So. I got to make mention of this, yeah, because I've been I've been zipping on this a little bit, and one of the things you first get from the, just that first pull here, well, let me just put it this way, it's cold in Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> really? All right, it is, it is very cold in Michigan, but I tell you what, with this man, that heat, <laughs> you want some heat? You want some fire in your belly? I know, this, man. This will do it right here. It's warm. <laughs> it, it, it two words come to mind as soon as this stuff touches my mouth, and it and it is it is warm. And sweet. Mm. It, 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 yes. It, it yeah. is, man. It just really, really is. The warmth of it is very upfront. And this is a sweet whiskey. It's something where initially from the nose, but then also as it hits your palate, you are getting, you know, vanilla and, and 
caramelized notes immediately. It, it is it is just very much uh, in that in that vein. They, you know, it's interesting. They admit to that as much. They say uh, from their own description, the nose of this is a sweet corn, vanilla, caramel. I love that they describe the palate as creme brulee. <laughs> hmm, I yeah. love that they do that. That That's interesting to me. They know that what they've created here is a very, almost like that confectionery style sweet flavor that we uh, that we talked about. Orange peel, cinnamon, you've got uh, just a whole uh, kind of uh, plethora of things going on here. But this is a sweet whiskey. It's something that stands uh, well on its own, but certainly has a, a sweet depth to it. It's it's very, very interesting. So the, the citrus note, I think, is more present there on the palate as your uh, the nose mm. is more of that uh, almost like a canola oil or something something that's uh, just real viscous and 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 kind of naturally semi-sweet but then as you drink it it just leaves a nice coating on your mouth it's really interesting I, I don't know what do you think any, any other any other tasting notes there's just a lot going on here like it, it's it's kind of like a west side story <laughs> type of bourbon and what I mean by that is I just kind of feel like there's a lot of extremes that you got to get hit yeah, with here. Yeah. It's kind of, it. hang on. <laughs> Sweetness is something that I don't often go to in my bourbon, but when, when it's there, I definitely do appreciate it. But it is, it's always interesting, like, like drinking something like that, not knowing what you're yeah. getting into and catching that, that sweetness, you know, but like I said, this, this is kind of in that. West Side Story. And what I mean by that is if, if you know, if you've ever seen the musical or listened to the, the soundtrack West Side Story, you get these kind of high highs and low lows, like almost in the exact same like lyric. <laughs> People will kind of be all, you know, and not, and not all over the place in any kind of like, you know, type of situation. But like, like we start up, you know, like, like just these real pull from extremes. And that's kind of what you get from yeah. this. Like there, there's, there is kind of like a, the sweetness is a, a unique sugary sweetness and that heat is very very powerful and it's just it's just a very interesting uh interesting mm-hmm. beverage here i i it, it's one i would say that is to be drinking drinking to be drinking drinkin'. <laughs> uh, drink. <laughs> you got me drinking this one it's definitely one that i think works either straight up or over ice but i would not use this for a cocktail drink because yeah. i mean i think there's enough going on here or you know and I, like this, it, this would be wasted on some sort of like mixed cocktail. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. It, it, it would make uh, even an old fashioned or something. You know, this would be um, kind of a kind of over the top for something like that. There's just right. a lot. Exactly. Of, yeah. Um, it, there's a there's a lot of uh, variation here. There's a creaminess. You know, over our tasting the discussion, we talked about the mouthfeel of different tobaccos and different tasting notes and developing your palate. And there's a creaminess. There's a really nice mouth coating that you receive from this particular whiskey. And and then it actually is surprising in that it dissipates relatively quickly once it leaves your mouth, Right. which is interesting to me. I, I thought that uh, something that rich and superlative and its flavors would uh, linger a little more, but uh, it, re- it really didn't. It dissipated uh, pretty pretty fast. It was uh, it was kind of interesting. So yeah, we uh, wanted to pair this obviously with something that would complement it well, and in something that is this this complex and got a lot going on. Uh, that you know we wanted to bring it kind of back home a little bit. I was looking for, to be honest with you, a straightforward English blend, mm-hmm. uh, something that would kind of cut through the sweetness of the of the Michigan straight bourbon whiskey something that would just kind of bring us back to home base a little bit that was uh, relatively straightforward. And so looking around, it was kind of kind of eyeing some tobaccos that I hadn't visited in a while and some some things that were new uh, to me and, um, and, and stumbled upon a tobacco that I had a lot of fun uh, smoking with this particular whiskey. And uh, I don't think we've ever talked about this tobacco on air before. It's from Cornell and Deal, one of their 4,000 different tobaccos that they make. And it's called <laughs> Strathspey, S-T-R-A. T-H-S-P-E-Y. It's a straightforward, kind of no-nonsense English-style blend. They they call it a Scottish-style blend. We uh, we might uh, mix our semantics up, our uh, definitions up here a little bit, but typically Cornell and Deal will refer to a Scottish blend as a uh, English blend that's heavy in uh, black Cavendish, uh, unflavored black Cavendish, and so that's what they've done here. It's uh, Latakia, Orientals, and a variety of other leaves, including black Cavendish, and the Turkish here 
here I think is nice and floral. They've got just a tad bit of a whiskey topping on this particular tobacco, which gives it a nice semi-sweetness, and, and that bite is, is nicely paired with the uh, with the Michigan straight bourbon whiskey. Um, you know, I wanted something that was just going to kind of bring us back to home base, and so uh, I really enjoyed smoking these the two things together. It's rich and peaty, and that, that coating of your mouth from the Latakia, the oils that are included in that particular tobacco, it uh, paired nicely with the kind of viscous syrupiness of the bottle and helped that uh helped that dissipating flavor kind of uh, kind of linger a little bit more so i really enjoyed that pairing and and that's of course coming from someone that doesn't smoke a whole lot of english blends right so it was good yeah i really really had fun uh getting to know that whiskey and that uh that tobacco both uh the good 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 stuff well see that's what i love about the squire select in general and and i mean like it doesn't you know it never has to be just like the you know the brown water it could be tea or any kind of beverage or, yeah. or food but when you're kind of going at it from looking at trying a, a sampling a new tobacco to pair with something else specifically it's not your traditional like well this is what mm-hmm. i like this is what i don't like mm-hmm. it's literally like what brings out you know this here what helps to bring out you know sometimes the whiskey helps to bring out something in the pipe tobacco sometimes the pipe tobacco helps to bring out something in the whiskey yeah and uh no i i, I think that's that's a that's a solid solid choice man and, and sometimes they sometimes they work together to create something that mm-hmm. is maybe helping the two out where maybe if hey this is a good product but it needs uh, it's it's missing a little something here and and this is also good but it needs a little something and so they kind of work together it's almost like the sum is greater than the parts kind of deal right. you know and so uh so we do that occasionally but uh, Oh, man, this was good. I, I really enjoyed this. And and this would be a good tobacco also if you do find yourself, you know, with a whiskey that's kind of on the on the wild side. On the on the wilder <laughs> side, on the on the more sugary side, it uh, right, yeah. uh, might be a good tobacco to kind of help you with that because it's not going to distract from the whiskey to the point where you're overpowering it or conflicting with it. The flavor notes there are complementary enough, but uh, it just tones it down a little bit and kind of kind of brings it back home. So um, like anyway, it. yeah, if you if you try out the pairing, I hope you enjoy it. It's a good one, man. All right, so let me down this real quick as you uh, tell us about this next one we're about to try. <laughs> Gulp, man, really love this uh, this next one. Another Grand Rapids local favorite there, Long Road Distillers. We we're talking today about their straight bourbon, really really good whiskey. Long Road was the first distillery in Grand Rapids, which you know, of course that that area is you know has developed a you know sophisticated uh you know beer and and whiskey kind of scene they've got a lot going on with that and long road distillers when they uh, opened up in 2016 well no i guess when they opened up maybe 2015 they were the first still there in in the city of grand rapids but since then they've developed into this fun kind of spot where you can go eat and they've got a restaurant associated with them and they've opened up other locations in different parts of the state and it just just looks like a really fun place that serves you know their own awesome creations from the still but also you know culinary creations as well and it just you know is a real lively place you can take your family and stuff so really cool a lot of stills and uh and and breweries across the country are kind of doing that you know you think of if you think of a brewery you're like oh it's a place where college kids go and act crazy but a lot of times now it's you know this is becoming a, a thing where you bring the family and <laughs> place you for know, you and your kids yeah, yeah. No, that's right they've got you know a play hey man the kids you know there's games folks can play and people are hanging out maybe they got some live music a guy over there grinning and picking kind of thing and it's fun you know i, I love seeing that develop and and a few of them the good ones anyway will at least in the, maybe an outdoor area let you smoke your pipe so um <laughs> so if you know of any of those let us know we'd love to love to mention them on the air but, absolutely yeah so anyway talking about long road distillers today their ingredients also they say uh, that they are milled from locally sourced ingredients, fermented and distilled on site there in Grand Rapids. And so uh, both these, you know, distilleries are really focused on kind of creating products that are not of other primary sources, but they are their own primary source, which is kind of neat. So again, some serious hardware they've collected in their short storied, you know, history. They've been nominated for USA Today's uh, 10 best distilleries in the country and, mm. uh, and are particularly known for their gin and their brandy these are uh, you know they kind of have a whole a whole line of things today though we are talking about their straight bourbon which in 2016 was released it's curious to me the way on their bottle that they spell the word whiskey they spell it the scottish way w-h-i-s-k-y and you know 
is that a funny thing for me to point out? Yeah. But the only place I've ever seen it spelled like that is associated with malted scotch whiskey. I mean, with, with, huh, with scotch, yeah. you know, you, you think right, of right. when it's when it's scotch, you take out the E and that's that's how you spell whiskey to the proper Scotsman. And so uh, so I think that's interesting. I wonder why they chose that spelling. I would think that folks that are in the spirits world, that wouldn't be lost on them. And so there's got to be a reason for that. I thought that was kind of fascinating. But just a beautiful presentation. We've got a 93-proof whiskey here, and it's uh, corn, rye, and red winter wheat grown in the, the I believe it's called the Heffron Farms in Belding, Michigan, and malted barley from Byron Center, Michigan. So just all local products. They know these farmers by name and get the stuff uh, in very small batches, and it's all very selected in a dis- discriminating way and all that kind of stuff. So, Bo, what do you, uh, what, what do you, what do you see here from their presentation? and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, once again, there is kind of a youthful vibe that's going on here, but this one is a bit more, I guess, more traditionally youthful, so to speak. And uh, and by youthful, of course, I don't mean that it's geared towards a younger audience. There's not I mean, a Pokemon the, on it. <laughs> well, no, there's not like a Pokemon. Like, no. And I mean, like, actually, it's so funny, man. It's a quick aside, but I was, I, my wife and I were supposed to be going to see this uh, pop-up Game of Thrones bar. <laughs> this last past week and uh, in, in Houston, but it got moved to, to uh, October because their set wasn't quite ready yet. We're really looking forward to it. But in, in anticipation, I was going to pick up some of these. They had these Game of Thrones scotches that just bombed hard. <laughs> like the last season of that television show bombed hard and then nobody bought the scotches except for a couple of different places. And then they ended up having to blend them all together and kind of make an excuse for why they were selling it. And it's, <laughs> and it's one of those things you pick it up and it's got like all of like the artwork from the show, which is obviously not geared towards kids, but there is something very like McDonald's happy meal about that kind of you know what I mean that That's kind of hilarious. it's not that <laughs> all that to say Long Road Distillers has not done that here although that we no, but they I'm have not done exactly. That rabbit hole because now I'm really curious. <laughs> That's but anyway, funny. so they uh, I know, actually we might have to do the Game of Thrones uh, pairing at some yeah, point yeah. here in the near future. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, one way or the other, yeah, long long road. They've got their their logo right there, kind of the the I guess it's a hexagonal. Yeah, Is that right? I think one, you two, nailed three, it. Four, yeah. five, six. Yep. I know, I know geometry. It's uh, they got their logo right there, straight bourbon, like you said, right on. The uniqueness of uh, the the spelling of the whiskey is interesting because you don't again. It it's not presented as a Scotch yeah. bottle. You know what I mean? Like it is very much. You would you would look at this even if it didn't say bourbon right there on the you know on the front very clearly. You could kind of look at the bottle and and make a a strong educated yeah. guess that this is a this isn't some, some random whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not rye. It's not, you know, it's not going to be Scott. This is, this is a bourbon yeah. right here. So yeah. yeah, I mean like a, a solid, solid bio- bottle. I'm, I'm ready kinda yeah, to kind of yeah, um, give it a, uh, give it a whirl. All right. So the wheat content is high in this. It, it, it's interesting. You immediately, at least for me, I, you know, I, I get a very pleasant bite to this. That's more, more characteristic. I think of a bourbon. I I don't know at least compared to the to to the Michigan uh, to the Michigan bourbon. Do you, would you agree or you feel you feel differently? Well, no. I yeah. For me, like I said, it's I, so yeah. If you're comparing the two, that's that's yeah. true. Um, because the first one was you know kind of it, it had a lot going on, and this mm-hmm. one is a little bit more uh, simpler in the sense that you know it's it doesn't have as many kind of flavors kind of uh, making a name for themselves all across mm-hmm. your mouth this one is very much it kind of comes through but so it is it is very much a bourbon to be but sure you picked but up immediately on the wheat flavor that that's yeah. interesting yeah so we're, we're going yeah. to that vegetal part of the the wheel up there <laughs> that's great i mean it does have a, a bit of a sweetness there as well yeah but you know for for, for me like there's there's this this balance of kind of the the rye versus kind of mm-hmm. wheat flavors that are kind of represented in in a, in a yeah. bourbon, and you know if you kind of have those two on a spectrum, generally speaking, I like to lean towards the rye. This one definitely leans more on kind of the wheat level, and there's there's almost there's almost like a texture on the hmm. tongue uh, that that always kind of like hits as soon as I I, I sample something yeah. like this. Um, but that being said. It's not over. It's not too much. 
in in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I enjoy mm-hmm. this. Uh, it doesn't fall in my normal wheelhouse, and yet I still enjoy it. It's, it's quite I, good. I I agree. I think it's something um, you know that it's it's not necessarily something I would pick up uh, regularly because of its distinctiveness. But this is a good bourbon. I, th- this is a really good right. bourbon. It's uh, they they describe it as full bodied, full flavor, the spirit of Western Michigan, and I I like that. You know, it's uh it's it's neat. It is yeah. distinctive. You know, they they say they develop this spirit in fifty three gallon casks uh, for nearly three years, and then it's twice distilled in 500-gallon copper pot stills. Uh, and then what they do is they blend uh, three barrels together to accomplish a balance. And 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 I think it's really nice. This is uh, the, the nose on this particular whiskey. You get uh, mm-hmm. vanilla. I immediately thought of something super random when I smelled this whiskey. I smell. Do you remember... I don't even know if they make them anymore. I think they do, but those reason candies that were popular in the 1990s—it's a, a kind of a, a chewy, chocolatey, caramelly candy that hasn't been popular for some time. But they, they, well, they used to have—they used to have commercials on TV. I guess that—that's how I judge their popularity. Is that you okay. should actually see uh, see product, uh, <laughs> you know, ads for this type of stuff. But but I. I Bro, this was the this was the candy that like you got at Halloween that you would like just put off to the no, side. No, it's really good. It's really good. It, sh- it beats the heck out of uh, a tootsie roll. <laughs> well, no, that is uh, you know that's not a great. No, it's, it's really too. good. It's uh, it's it's tasty. It's uh, it's like if that's a tootsie funny. roll grew up and and was uh, a popular in high school, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. <laughs> but, Interesting. Um, anyway, it kind of it reminded me of that. I had this strange connection to that that candy that I haven't had in a long time. So interesting. Well, I mean. If it tasted like this, maybe I need to get a bag of that candy because this, right? this, this is good, good. stuff. Yeah, um, no, really, really good. The palate uh, was more on the toffee side. I love the folks mm. from Long Road. They actually describe it as a cream of wheat flavor, which uh, you know someone not from yeah. the south would be more familiar with. Uh, more familiar with that, but I got a specific spice and an apricot flavor on the very tip of this as well. Something that there was a a light fruit element that was pleasant but not overpowering. Uh, uh, and then, of course, that that sweet weeded flavor that um, that is that is uh, always always interesting. So the caramelization kind of comes out there on the middle of the palate, and you know, some folks in reading descriptions and, and reviews online, you'll find a lot of folks got a nutty or a pecan flavor uh, that I thought was interesting to to carry on. So huh. um, I didn't really pick up on that as much myself, but you know, I love. Uh, what everyone experiences from their palate and, uh, you know, certainly, certainly a, a valid point. And um, the finish is, is long, it's creamy, it's a little, a uh, little more lingery, I think. In my mind, this is what a traditional bourbon tastes a little more like, you know, certainly compared to the Eastern Keel. Kind of fun, man. Uh, it leaves a, a medicinal flavor, I think, which uh, kind of a more, that alcoholic flavor that you kind of get from it. Uh, it. Your tongue can be a little dry there for a while. And and the finish is surprisingly gentle. So, um, so just really nice. Yeah. Just a very pleasant beverage. Uh, I, I will say too, with this one, I can speak from experience that this actually does make for a really good cocktail. We, uh, the other night actually used a portion of, of this for, uh, for some, some old fashions and they were quite good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Highly recommend it from that standpoint. And, uh, no, it is very simple on its own as well. So really good. Now the question is like, so again, this is, this is straightforward. The last bourbon we had was kind of a roller coaster ride. That's right. And That's this right. This one's more of kind of like a gentle carriage ride down the, <laughs> the, the country road. So I'm curious, you know, where are you going to take us on the pipe tobacco? Yeah, we went aromatic on this route. I, I, I wanted the um, but but a mild aromatic. I wanted something that would allow the whiskey to um, kind of stand on its own, and um, you know something that would just augment the uh, the flavors of the whiskey itself because it's such a pleasant whiskey to drink uh, by itself. That um, you know I didn't want to didn't want to muddy the waters too much, but wanted something semi sweet to to kind of round it out. And so a light semi sweet tobacco. We're going today with Astley's uh, number sixty six Cavendish Club. Astley's, A-S-T-L-E-Y-S, tobacco branded from uh, Kohlhaas and Kopp in Germany, which, uh, of course, makes, if you've listened to the show for a while, 
makes uh, tobaccos that we have highly recommended in the past and, and love everything that comes out of that factory. Number 66, it's a, uh, they, they just label it as mildly fragrant. It's a very easygoing tobacco. It's something that's superbly simple. It's, uh, there's not a whole lot going on here. It's a all-day, everyday smoke. It's one of those that is lightly sweetened. It's a semi-sweet flavor. They don't even describe the flavoring. It's so uh, ethereal or whatever. It uh, just has a nice uh, grassiness from the Virginia content. Some little flavoring, whether it be a nougat or a cocoa flavoring there. There might be a little rum on top of it. Mm. I'm not sure. But it's just a just a nice semi-sweet sipping tobacco and something that I think would be a good pair if you're looking for something to focus on the whiskey but want just something kind of fun in the background while smoking your pipe to uh, to have it as your companion along for your libation. Doesn't overpower the long road. Kind of gives the long road straight bourbon the, uh, the, the center stage and provides a good supporting character for it. So um, yeah, Astley's number 66, Cavendish Club. And do you pronounce the T? I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just curious because it sounded like you were saying Astley's, and I was like, yeah. Astley's. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's, there's Astley's. I know Astley's, but yeah, yeah Astley. Ast, Astley. You know, it's funny because it sounds the same way when you pronounce that, the T or Delta. Yeah. So in, in my defense, <laughs> I'll just let you keep talking. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah that, didn't, that didn't help me out at all, did it? No, all right. Well, that's no, good. Sure that's a, <laughs> I, I will say I love, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, no, I was going to say just quickly about Astley's. Astley's, Astley's, um, man, great, uh, <laughs> great tobaccos. This is not one of their more sought after tobaccos. The Cavendish Club is a great all day, every day tobacco. It's something that if you're looking for, you know, a, again, very semi-sweet blend, not a heavily topped blend, but you just like pipe tobacco. You like smoking. You want something to fiddle with and something to have throughout the day that you certainly won't get sick of. This is a great tobacco to try. This tobacco also could be blended uh, with a lot of other things. You could mix it with uh, your favorite aromatic. You could cut it with your uh, favorite non-aromatic. It, it could go go in a lot of directions, and I think you'd be really happy with it. It comes in a 1.76 ounce tin. It's 50 grams, uh, something that I think you'll uh, something I think that, that you'll enjoy if you're looking for something easy and simple. Astley's, the, the ones we've talked about before from that line are more, we've discussed their Virginias more, their English blends more. This is an aromatic that, uh, you know, is, is good and just something uh, something fun to mix it up with and I think is a nice supporting character for a, for a really good bourbon. There you go. Beautiful little blue tin. I, you know, I, I know it's certainly not exclusive to them. I mean, it's, it's kind of a common thing, but I just love when, when you're just dealing with like a number and you have like yeah. the N with a little O with a little dot under it and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, kind of got that uh, old timey, uh, old timey drugstore yeah, feel well, to and it. You feel like you're, you know, you feel like you're buying something substantial too. You know, if it's just if it's so good that it's just got a number associated with it, like, right? You know, I don't know. There's just uh, like Dunhill nine six five. It's like, well, it, you know, nine version nine sixty five must have really stood out. It's it was so good they just kept the number. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, no, it's true. Well, and the other thing too is it's it's there is at least you know by by kind of contrast we talk like you're talking about the the whiskeys and kind of how, you know, you can kind of see that they are kind of newer brands mm-hmm. by comparison to some of kind of like, you know, the, the, the tried and true age old distilleries and that sort of thing. Yeah. In the pipe tobacco world, more often, you know, than not, if it's got a number, it typically means it's been around for some time That's right. because yeah. it, was, it was created back when mm-hmm. you didn't really have like all these sexy names for, you know, various pipe yeah. tobaccos. Yeah. It was just this, this, that, or the other. And if it's around, it's like, man, that's, that's some staying power. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's true. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, mm-hmm. I do want to reiterate if you're looking for a uh, you know a, a show-stopping aromatic that makes the room smell really really good and is these uh, you know standalone uh, really over-the-top flavors that you get uh, that are very distinctive uh, you know this is not the the tobacco that you want to try this is something that is a good all-day everyday smoke that is very uh, very simple lightly sweetened and has a nice natural flavor so um, anyway it goes goes good with your favorite whiskey I think all right. Well, great stuff, man. You know, the great thing is whenever we talk about these various uh, whiskeys and pipe tobaccos and, you know, after especially after giving that, uh, that the, the lesson, after you've educated us about our palates. <laughs> You're right. I thought I thought we'd be partying down, but this is really kind of that final exam, the, the test to see how well we have trained our palates. <laughs> And, you know, if you're going to go to that final exam, you're going to have a nice glass. Make sure you got a little bit of water there to cleanse your palate uh, along the uh, process. But you need the proper utensils for the test taking. Some might say if you were going to class, you need 
that uh, standard number two pencil. Here, for pipe tobacco, we say you need a standard quality corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is exactly right. There's no better way to uh, pair a, a great new pipe tobacco than a brand new corncob pipe or a clay pipe now from Missouri Meerschaum. But, um, that's right, yeah, yes. That's right. They are still uh, selling their Independence Day set, which is really cool. It's an Independence Day Bundle 2021. Uh, it comes with their signature tin. It's an English aromatic of Independence Day pipe tobacco uh, and just a very handsome coin vacuum seal style tin and a kind of rough uh, looking billiard pipe and a bent or straight variety along with a beautiful Old Dominion clay pipe as well. And so it's just a really nice set. Gives you a couple pipes, some good opportunities there to try uh, a new tobacco they'll, that they'll bring you, but also pipes that if you take care of them will last for really long time. Uh, love smoking new blends out of a clay pipe. So much flavor potential there, opportunity to experience the nuances of a real, uh, you know, complex tobacco. And so an Old Dominion clay from Missouri Meerschaum is exactly what you want uh, in that case. So check them out. You can go to corncobpipe.com and get the Independence Day bundle 2021 and they'll ship it right to your front door. That's right. And if you happen to have your uh, clay pipe, your Old Dominion from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum, be sure while you're enjoying it to snap a picture of yourself doing so uh post it out on the twitters it's a great way to let the good folks at missouri mirsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week. This week coming in from Eric, who writes in saying, Pipe tobacco cellaring question. I have cellared deep in the last few years, and I am looking for the ideal tin storage method. Hmm. I smoke two to three bowls a week and currently have enough tobacco to last me 25 <laughs> to 30 years. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't stop patronizing the shop. I realize I need these tins to last the long haul. Yeah. I already have a method for the coin style tins, vacuum seal them in food savoring mm-hmm. bags, then impulse seal them into mylar bags. I am looking for the ideal way to store the McClelland C and D style tins. Of course, McClelland and uh, Cornell and Deal style tins. Uh, The concern is that I live in Houston. What up, Eric? The humidity (laughs) is unrelenting, and I worry about rust development. Uh, The solution I came up with is to place the tins in weather-tightened totes with silica dedication pouches to maintain low humidity. The tins are hermetically sealed, so I don't see a drawback to low humidity, but I could be overlooking something. Thoughts? Avoid the mason jar... Uh, avoiding the mason jarring method, how can one best maintain tins for the long haul? Best regards, Eric. All right, now see, I'm I'm a big proponent of the uh, the mason jarring method. In fact, all of my tobaccos cellared here in Houston, te- yeah. Texas, are in mason jars. So I'm 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 pulling my seat up next to Eric here and here and you're for what you're listening. Yeah, man, Eric, great to hear from you, brother. We um, man, always long time listener of the show. We love 
hearing from Eric. You know, interesting, of course, we also in, in central Mississippi live in a place where humans just probably shouldn't, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> and the humidity is just out of control. And so we do occasionally see, you know, the, the rims and uh, metal portions of a mason jar will actually rust like you're talking about uh, kind of in that setup. And so, um, you know, I think what you've come up with, if I'm understanding it correctly, you've, you know, you've got the tins that are inside a larger container, uh, these weather-tight totes with these little uh, low-humidity pouches in there. I think that's probably a pretty good compromise. The The only other thing I might would do is instead of leaving it in the uh, Cornell & Deal-style uh, can, maybe putting it in a mason jar at that point, and then putting the mason jars in this kind of environment where the, the external part is a little more low-humidity. Uh, Eric, you know, it, it looks like you have... Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, you've hermetically sealed the open tins of uh, tobacco. So, so for the listener, if, if you're having trouble following, which is would not be far-fetched to think about because I'm stumbling through this um, <laughs> as we as we do week to week. You know, it, it sounds like Eric, what you've done is you've found a way to reseal <laughs> uh, the Cornell and Deal style can, and then you're putting it inside of a like a Tupperware or something of that nature. I think as long as that's the case, it, it, or I, I don't know if you're saying you've resealed the cans or if you are sealing them, uh, you know, it just they've, they're unopened and they're, you know, um, a pristine sealed state that you get them from the factory or whatever, uh, but then placing them in this kind of environment. I think that's fine as long as the tin itself is sealed. You don't want to expose the, uh, in, the internal contents of the tin to that low humidity environment, it, obviously defeating the purpose. But but it, it sounds like to me what you're worried about more is the external part and the and integrity of that can. And then, you know, the humidity starting to affect the metal, uh, and, and, you know, then thereby impregnating the tobacco with some terrible thing that shouldn't be in there. And so it sounds like you've come up with an interesting solution there. If I'm understanding this right, it's like you've resealed the Cornell and Deal style tins. And I'd be interested on how you, uh, how you did that. If that's not what you're doing, uh, maybe just to explain that some more, but give us some more maybe information on that. I think, um, you know, if you are looking to avoid the mason jar method, as long as those tins are sealed and then they're placed in another environment, like this Tupperware kind of tote that you've got, you're trying to maintain a low humidity in there to protect the integrity of the can. I think that's fine as long as the tin is, is truly sealed. Uh, you know, I would not do that. Um, you know, with uh, with a vacuum seal style tin, because I'd be worried about uh, the low humidity uh, content starting to uh, affect the you know the seal on that actual can. You know, I just don't know if that's uh, um, you know if that would be a safe bet. So anyway, all that to say, it sounds like you've got a good uh, a good system going on. We'd love to know more about it, and certainly we could use uh, use some tips like that in our um, swamp uh, environment here uh, here down the road from you. <laughs> So I, I want to just as a quick follow up. Am I okay that I'm using the mason jar? <laughs> Is it here in Houston, Texas? Well, I think so. I mean, that's one of those things where you know, occasionally, particularly folks that leave uh, their mason jars like outside or something, you, you just want to make sure wherever your um, mason jars are, you don't want them to just be soaking in humidity uh, because um, you right. know of the. Um, that they can rust, they can just uh, they can just rust, and so uh, that's something to keep in mind, something to think about, and so that's what he. It, my understanding gotcha. of what he's talking about is that's what he's trying to mitigate here, and his solution is to take the Cornell and Deal style can and make sure it's sealed. Uh, whether he's saying it's sealed from the factory or he's resealing it, I can't tell. But make sure it's sealed and then putting it inside a, a larger, you know, tote container, rubber container, something like that, with some of these little uh, silica pouches that you find in, yeah. um, you know, when you buy like a pair of shoes or a new a new bag or something like they'll uh, have these little silica pouches in there to absorb the, uh, the moisture to make sure, uh, you know, there's no uh, water damage or any kind of condensation, mildew, molding inside of uh, you know this expensive garment that you've bought or, or whatever it is, and and so he's taken some of those and put them inside this tote to make sure the environment that these cans are in uh, is nice and 
dry, uh, but also making sure that the inside of the cans are appropriately humid. And so uh, he's walking a tightrope here to make sure uh, that all that's taken care of. So Eric, give us some more finer points on exactly what you've done here, but it sounds like that maybe you've done uh, just the right thing. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Eric, if you send those in, we'll include those in a future listener feedback and, uh, and and be sure to share them there. But thank you so much for your question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week for us, be sure to send it into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Pastor Joda is, uh, you know, last week we said he's uh, he's sending us in. He's getting us back on track with our, our traditional quick fire questions. Yeah. Uh, last week, he took us to space. Mm. This week, he's taken us to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, great. That's All awesome. Right. All right, man. You ready for this? Yep. All right, let's do it. Donald or Mickey? Uh, Mickey. Yeah, right? I mean, like, Mickey's a class. If you if it's like, who do you want to hang out with? Mickey. If it's like, who are you most like? I'm probably actually more like me. I was going to say Donald to be funny, but actually, I think I'm probably a little bit more of a, a showman. And Mickey is yeah. certainly a, a showman. Well, that's true. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't. Well, you know, Donald Duck doesn't wear pants. So there is that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're Donald. Right. We're Donald. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Next up, Disney World or Disneyland? I, I'm going to go with Disney World because it's closer to where I live. And it's also bigger. So yeah. um, there's probably a little more to do. But not that uh, Disneyland doesn't have a lack of things to do. I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. Okay. So Disney, Disney World I went to as a child. Disneyland I've been to as an adult. And so I have kind of different memories yeah. attached to both. You're right. Disney World is much bigger. But Disneyland has like these like, like one or two rides that are exclusive to Disneyland. Yeah. Like the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland is incredible. And they don't have it in Disney World. It makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, you're just mad that you got a spanking by Splash Mountain or something, you know? Yeah, Splash Mountain's <laughs> Splash Mountain's a lot of fun, man. That's uh, you can, you especially when you got the heat of California or the heat of uh, of uh, you know. I was about to say Louisiana, but Florida. <laughs> it's essentially Louisiana right. down in the, the bayou there. But regardless, yeah, I'm going to give it to Disneyland by a hair, but mostly just because that's the place I've been to most recently. There you go. All right, original, animated, or live action remakes? I guess original animation. I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, when he, he's talking about original animation versus live action. Well, he's saying the live action remakes of the original animation. So, like, yeah. the new, new Aladdin, the new Lion King, which is technically. Ah, I got it. Yeah. yeah, I, I got to go with the original. Yeah, I, look, I'll say they both have their place. I know some kind of, you know, more older and curmudgeon folks are like, why would they even do this? And I'm like, well, I got kids and the kids love the, the live action remake. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they're, they're, it's for it's for it's not for us. We had our animated things and we love the animated things. But, you know, the the, the live action stuff has its merit. And some of like the remakes of the songs are, are really good. So. <laughs> I, I like both, but obviously because I've got the nostalgia, I'm going to go for the the, uh, the original cartoons, of course. Very sure. good. And then Marvel or Star Wars? <laughs> uh, I marvel at Star Wars. Uh, there's Star Wars. <laughs> Man, gosh. Uh, you know, that it, if you had asked me this question like 15 years ago, I would laugh and say Star Wars, of course. But pr- today, today, probably Marvel? Yeah, I mean, like, again, it depends on kind of where I am in my personal timeline here. But if we're talking today, I'm, I'm going to go with Marvel. <laughs> i got to go with Marvel. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, that's good. Everybody likes a little spandex in their life. Uh, and then uh, finally, true or false. This is evil, Joda. <laughs> is this true or false? Disney broke Star Wars. I'm going to say definitively false. The, the concept of breaking Star Wars... I was coming out of high school when the prequels started and like the whole talk there was George Lucas had broken star Wars with the prequels. And then, you know, we get the clone wars and what Dave Filoni has done both in animation back then and in live action. Now the reality is, is star Wars has good and star Wars has bad. There have been decisions that are made with the new films that I think are incredible. Uh, when Ray was introduced, she was a wonderful character who my daughters in particularly really attached to. And I, but I, at the same time, I hate that that character had such a, terrible storyline and they just you could see the execution and the planning wasn't there it was a great concept that just didn't really pan out and i wish it had so complexity right star wars is complex it's not broken it just has some good it's got some bad and you take them both and there you have star wars so there you go 
that's my answer to that question. <laughs> I, I thoroughly agree. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, Disney, uh, Star Wars under Disney has a new flavor, right? It's got a new um, it will be, kind of a new be, experience. Yeah, but so, both good yeah. and bad. See, that's the thing. It's, yeah, it's no, new. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, there's things that are uh, positive from it. And there's things that, you know, we appreciate probably the uh, the former, you know, the original kind of flavor, you know, uh, over the modern. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's it, it didn't it didn't it hadn't killed it off yet. <laughs> well, and I would also point out, like, even you know, you got to include as part of of like the modern stuff. And I know, I know you haven't seen any of this, but like the Mandalorian series, which is phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Oh, it's so good. Like that's that's incredible. Uh, the final season of Clone Wars made like it made the Order sixty six the kind of Thanos snap moment it should have always been. Um, and I, I would actually say that the Clone Wars animated series by Disney at this point was better than Revenge of the Sith post Disney, or at least that, that moment was done better. And, you know, of course, Ahsoka Tano and her whole story arc started with, uh, you know, pre Disney, but man, with that final season, whoo, incredible. And what they're probably going to do with the live action series there. I'm, I'm super stoked for when she showed up in Mandalorian. Incredible. Anyway, a lot of people don't know what we're talking about, but regardless, that's my answer. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> that's the answer to that one. So yeah, good, good question, Pastor Joe. I really, really enjoyed that, uh, even if uh, the vast majority of our listeners didn't. So also uh, be sure to... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing us a bone. <laughs> hey, uh, if you've got some quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah, this one comes from Nelson. He says, morning, guys. Haven't been listening since COVID hit since I no longer had a commute, <laughs> but uh, am catching up now and have a couple of comments. Uh, about the McClellan shows, uh, you guys put it out there. Just own it and stop walking on eggshells every time you talk about it. Hopefully others in the industry who may find themselves in the same situation will rethink their exit strategy. Now about the training, you, your palette episodes, uh, they've been interesting and informative. Uh, thanks for putting them out there. And that's from uh, Nelson. So Nelson, man, thank you so much, brother. Great, great comments, good feedback. And um, yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something. Well, and I want to address something he says here, because uh, in, in terms of walking on eggshells, let me, let me be very, very clear. Uh, we stand by everything that we said. There's nothing in that that we would that we were kind of trying to like tiptoe around or anything like that. Uh, some of the the kind of the joking that we've made in the past about it really comes to do with because that episode was so popular. Like we don't want that episode to define our entire series. You know That's what I mean? True. So it's yeah, it's, I understand what you're saying. For example, yeah. Nelson, there is a joke of a pairing that of pipe tobacco and something <laughs> that we don't refer to anymore because people felt like that was some people, not everybody, but some people felt like that was a little overplayed of a joke. So we we still make the joke. We don't acknowledge what it is, and it's kind of like this fun little <laughs> in for those of y'all who've been listening long. <laughs> you know, the Hobbit sauce. Oh the Hobbit God. sauce is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, so from that standpoint, I think we're just we're trying to be careful with not like oversaturating about that episode but it's not out of fear or not wanting to own what we said we we stand by it wholeheartedly co-sign and we'll double down any time i think the main thing is like i said just not wanting to overdo it like it, in fact even in this episode we're, we're short for time and so it'll end up next week but there's another listener feedback related to that episode and we've got several listener feedbacks related to that episode so yeah you yeah. know i think it's just wanting to kind of pepper out that discussion so that it's not just the, the whole thing all the time. But anyway, yeah. hopefully that, that, that's not your mind at ease, brother. Appreciate that, that feedback, but I uh, want you to know that no, we're, we're, we're not, we're not attempting to walk on eggshells by any stretch of the imagination. And if we came across that way, that is, uh, it was certainly not the intention. All right. Well, good deal. Well, man, that is, uh, that is the Squire Select from the good folks at Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out to the Furniture City Pipe Club out there, of which uh, you and I are both official members of, honorary I know, of, yeah. right? Man, that's they, they're really desperate for new members. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a great honor. What you talking about? It is Absolutely. a great honor. I'm like, man, they just, you know, had to had to dredge the bottom of the, the channel there to uh, <laughs> to find the likes of you and me. But, uh, man, really, really honored by those guys and uh, and glad to, glad to be a part of their community. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, enjoying some of the spirits from their hometown to uh, uh, to boot um, that you, that you had delivered it to the store, and I got to enjoy allegedly. All right, yep. <laughs> want to encourage all y'all if y'all got some thoughts, feedback, or uh, anything else for the show. You, of course, you can uh, write into the show show at countrysquireradio.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Squire Radio. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire. But all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. 
Well, John David, man, it was a good one. Man, I know. I had fun, dude. It's always good trying some new, uh, you know, new spirits from across the country. And, of course, uh, you know, figuring out an excuse to pop open a new can of tobacco. So, um, anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. That's right, man. Hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.